got some uh, interesting news the other day. Okay. What, 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 uh, what is the news you hear? I learned that you are four degrees of separation away from Mr. Brian Cox. How so? So you to me is one. Okay. Me to my dad. All right. My dad to Alan Cox. Brian Cox's son. Oh, wow. Your dad is friends with, with Kendall Roy? Yeah. Or Roman Roy? Or Connor my, Roy? My dad <laughs> My dad has has hung out with with Alan Cox many a time. They are pals. They have drank wine at Brian Cox's house. Oh. I have so many questions. I have so many questions. As far as I'm aware, my father has not met Brian. But is pals with his son but has he asked alan about the show does he watch the show is it i don't weird? think my dad watches succession ah uh, i would have been like is it weird do you ever see your dad as logan roy and you're like "Ooh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies or do you see him <laughs> as logan roy and you're like yeah full uh-huh. 1975 i remember <laughs> i remember <laughs> I remember Bore on the Floor. That was improv. <laughs> exactly. You just did that. <laughs> I talked about dinosaurs. You've barbecued him live. <laughs> I remember what comes next. I felt that. Has <laughs> <laughs> he ever said, you're my number one boy? And he's like, hey, he calls me my... I'm the number hey, one boy. Can... Hey, I'm the number one. I'm supposed to be the number one boy. Ugh. I need these questions asked I, and answered. Look, it'll it'll take some time. <laughs> well, until then, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I chose a bad time to take a drink. Everyone outside and in between. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Back. 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 Welcome back. Welcome. This is a very long conversation about movies and art and TV and whatever else we feel like talking about. Uh, I'm your producer, Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas, Sam Bannigan. How are you? I'm good. This week has been good. Work was pretty chill all week. I finished all my unpacking and my decorating. I got smart lights. You got a clapper? No. I have an app on my phone. Oh, And it can change cooler. the lights. Look at this. <laughs> I got them in the light above me. Check this out, Andrew. This is a visual. This is, this this is, is only for thing. me. This is only for Andrew. Any, hold on. Uh, let's do a fun one. Uh, let's do uh, Jungle. Ooh, whatever you're in a now green I'm, mood. Now I'm in. Now I'm in the jungle. 
but it but it will slowly change to colors. You can look like you're in a John Mulaney stand-up special. I I sure can. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> I can do romance. Ooh. Look at these look at these romance for your, colors. For, for your seduction time. For the seduction times that I have every day. Um <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to put it back to the cozy lighting that I had on before. That's my week. How's your week? How are you? <laughs> um. Oh, and I had a very nice party. I had a very nice housewarming party yesterday. Oh, that's good. It was fun. Bunch of, yeah, a bunch of pals just chatting, drinking, having a lovely, lovely evening. 10 out of 10. Use that game table? No, no, we were, it was it was like a regular party, not a nerd party. Oh, okay. What would happen yeah. if you bust out the nerd table? Would people leave? Would people go? I can't be affiliated with this. No, I just I don't really have a game for like twenty people. Oh dang! There should be a yeah. game for twenty people. It's there are games for twenty people. I just don't have any. Oh, okay. Dang. That's it. I'm all right. It's been. <laughs> yeah, it's been a week. You know, you know how sometimes you got weeks. Yeah, every Reflection week. Reflection weeks. Reflection weeks. Yeah. I, Looking in a lot of mirrors. Can I, can I tell you this? But also, could you please cut this off uh, the podcast? I'm so sorry. I apologize to doing this. But, like, this yeah. is just something I want to tell you as my friend. It's something that I'm thinking about. But, yeah, I'm, I'm having a reflection week, as you said, looking in, in the mirrors. Yeah. Looking in those looking mirrors. In lots of mirrors. Yeah. But, like, you know. If Tom Drew, if Tom Drews, that's what I call myself. <laughs> that's what I call myself when I work out. Tom Drews is very good. Tom Drews. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, who are you? You're Tom Drews. <laughs> oh, that's uh, but when Tom Cruise drops drops something off on us, it's always a good week, right? That's oh yeah, baby. Uh, it's weird. It really is to be uh, a hipster. Sometimes it is mm-hmm. to say. I like Tom Cruise, but none of y'all liked Tom Cruise. I was I was in the corner for him, and then one Top Gun yeah. Maverick later. No, truly one Fallout. Top yeah, Gun Maverick. Yeah, one later. Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> you can't forget Fallout. You can't for you cannot forget the masterpiece that is Mission Fallout, Impossible Fallout. Back to back, a full pandemic happened, but still back to back. Then Top Gun Maverick. That's yeah. the greatest. One Un- unmatched. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But then now we saw his Kenny repeat it. Third time's a charm. 2023's Mission Impossible Death Reckoning Part One. Death Reckoning the, or mission, Dead Reckoning? Dead Reckoning. Death Reckoning Part is one. cooler. It's well, it's the literal concept of death going. I'm sick of you, Ethan Hunt. I'm sick of you. Death is reckoned. No, it's dead reckoning. Well, hey, studio should hire me. 
but they ain't hiring no one. They ain't um, hiring nobody, motherfucker. We saw it. Chris McQuarrie's 2003, uh, 23, 2003, oof. Fuck. 2023's <laughs> hit film. Hit film. We watched it. We saw or it. flop. If you looked at a variety tweet forty minutes earlier, really? Are people saying yeah, it variety? T- <laughs> variety tweeted like, "Oh, D- Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning opens to a, a, like not great box office for a three hundred million dollar movie." Forty minutes later, Mission Impossible has fantastic opening weekend. Really? That's with hilarious. Tom Cruise made a call. Dollars. Tom Cruise made a call. That's what that. <laughs> yeah, in forty minutes, forty minutes between tweets this morning. Uh it made like sixty yeah. million. Yeah, something like that. It it's made a lot of money. Eighty million for the past three days because it opened on Wednesday. My mother's in town, and we literally. I just saw. T- uh, Mission Impossible just now. We went to the IMAX. And mm. I was planning to go on Monday, but Christopher Nolan's greedy. And yeah. it's out of there Monday. So it was yeah. tonight or or a or, Dolby. Or, yeah. Um, worldwide, Mission Impossible has made $235 million. Okay, great. Of its $300 million budget. Flash didn't make that much money. Flash made less money than Green Lantern, apparently. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. And it's also been released on the blockchain, so, you know. On the blockchain? What is that? Yeah. That's like cryptocurrency bullshit. Oh. NFT stuff is all blockchain. Oh, okay. That sounds like a... Nonsense. Like a chain, it sounds like Nazis, like a it chain is, gang. It sounds, yeah, it sounds bad. Uh, um, but yeah, Mission Impossible is gonna be fine. <laughs> they made their money. Tom Cruise can jump off an hit cliff. film. It'll be fine. Hit film. We watched it. We saw it. I've been excited for it all week. Sam's been excited I've for been, it all week. Oh yeah, I've been looking for this the, before. This has been one of my one of my most anticipated films for a while. Yes. What'd <laughs> you think? This movie is not as good as Mission Impossible Fallout, but this movie fucking rips. <laughs> this movie is so good. Oh, it's oh, it's so good. <laughs> what a oh, I love mo- I love movies yeah right <laughs> that's what that's what like this and top gun and like i'm sure avatar way of water and next one okay whatever and babylon like there's some big movies that i'm just like man this just makes me love movies <laughs> capital m movies west side story no not at all west side story and not at all avatar uh. Those make me hate movies. (laughs) 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 
halfway through both those three hour long movies. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, retweet. It's it's so funny because <laughs> at first when I first saw it, I was like, Am I disappointed? I saw it's just not as good as Fallout. It's not it's just as not, Fallout Fallout is a masterpiece. It's a modern blockbuster spy action masterpiece. And the, and it's you can't follow that up. Ugh. But like it still had everything. I had all my emotions. I was biting my fingernails. I was I was hooting and hollering. I was chuckling. Oh yeah, that right? br- the bridge in Venice got me. I was tearing up. I was It's everything I wanted from a Mission Impossible movie. It's yeah. It's so much fun. It makes you love movies. <laughs> it does. It does make me love movies. He jumps off a cliff and they like showed us a million times and yet during the movie you're still like wow audience held their breath wow the Uh, the movies yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) spoiler alert just anything this is a part one and this is fun this is better than a lot of movies out there now (laughs) So go watch it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we've been we've been saying this all year. Like we're in for a banger year. We're in for a banger film. week. We're in for Coming a banger up. week for sure. This is about to get crazy. Crazy. Uh, what is that? That's uh, Alexander Skarsgård for all uh, for Succession. Oh, when okay. when making wins. And Shiv calls him. He's like, "It's crazy. This is crazy. It's that's just that's such a niche moment." Hey, hey, hey! You're like in a show that you're niche already. We already get like uh, people already don't understand my succession references, and I can't just start saying a single word. (laughs) I said two words. Crazy is one it's word. Crazy. I say it's. Oh, okay. The it's is part of it. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, uh, spoilers anyway. for Mission Impossible. It's great. <laughs> Go see it. Um, uh, great film. Do we want to start with the cast or the or the director? Director Chris McQuarrie. Chris McQuarrie, also written by Chris McQuarrie and Eric Jendrison. Who's Eric Jendrison? Uh, worked on, bah, 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 uh, was is a producer on a bunch of different stuff. Has written um, Ithaca. A movie, the last thing he wrote was Ithaca in twenty fifteen. Um, the big thing that he worked on that everyone will know is Band of Brothers. Oh, okay. He wrote. He wrote um, I tried to watch it when I was like fourteen, and I was like, "Not for me." Yeah, um, and a couple other random things that I haven't heard of, um, and then came back for this. So I don't know how he got involved, but he is. Um, 
yeah but chris christopher mcquarrie obviously writ wrote it and directed it director of other mission impossible films <laughs> writer of top gun maverick top one of tom cruise boys yeah ever since jack reacher yeah i love jack reacher okay <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember jack reacher um, um yeah what i remember hearing that he was directing fallout and i got so yeah. annoyed uh because i was like no the great thing about these movies is that it's the same premise but a different director yeah different person does takes something. it on every time yeah yeah, yeah. what are we doing here a, and we're now we're gonna get four Chris McQuarrie Mission Impossible movies, and they're all gonna be incredible, I guess. And they're all gonna be so fucking good. Rogue Nation feels so different from Fallout. Yeah, they're like two different movies, but they still sim- share some connections. Yeah, but Fallout, I would say this also feels pretty different from Fallout. Exactly. And Rogue yeah. Nation, they all feel they, yeah. they all feel so. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. There's like I think I think uh, just thinking about it now, like it feels like they're all definitely made by the same person, but that person has lived eight more years. Yes. Rogue Nation came out come out in 2015 and this coming out now it's like oh this is still the same guy but he's grown and he's now a different he's a different person than he was 8 years ago yes and uh i think that is really nice to see an artist kind of like i mean chris mccory is not young but you know an artist like maturing yes of course no i get through, through these films yeah. Um, what an eye. What an eye. <laughs> yeah. Some gorgeous stuff. And it's like, just for like when he jumps off the cliff, it's like there's so many different ways you could have shot it. But just it leading from his back and then seeing him drop like yeah. Wally Coyote. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, he could have made it look cooler. Remember when he jumped out of a plane in Fallout? He could have made it look cooler. Yeah. <laughs> but there but is need to. a little bit of chuckling of like, what is this 60-year-old man doing? <laughs> what? Yeah. There is like... Uh, 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 that, that really felt like a lot of this movie was just like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be doing this, right? But we are. <laughs> he shouldn't be right. I guess he is, but come on. It has you such know? a good sense of humor of itself. Yeah. Of itself. Like, it's not like jokey. It's not a comedy. It's not quippy like no. the Marvel movies. But there's, but there was like multiple moments where my whole audience was, was chuckling. When at the end, when uh, Tom Cruise is like parasailing. Yeah, I saw it twice. Both times, the audience all chuckles. They all chuckle <laughs> when you just see him hand glide away. 
just it's a little goofy. And they lands and they has to, you know, pull up the uh, parachute because yeah. that's what you have to do when you land. <laughs> it's yeah. still kind of like <laughs> it's yeah. If, but Fallout doesn't have that. Fallout so Fallout uh, is very like serious, and gritty. Yeah. It has jokes. It still has Henry Cavill reloading his arms. Yeah, best shit in the world. But it it is more slick and Michael Mann. Yeah. But this one is so much more like Hitchcock and Spielberg. And... Yeah, it, it's great. I'm I'm a big fan of of all of the. Yeah, the the they just they ride this line. Like in, I think they do this in Rogue Nation or Fallout as well. Um, but they ride that line of like, is this too goofy? And like, is it a little ridiculous? Isn't it a little ridiculous that this is happening? But it, but then you're like, oh, but I believe it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. People, two people can probably climb through three train cars while they <laughs> fall off a cliff. <laughs> probably. If it was four, I, it would be too much. It'd be too much. <laughs> but three seems plausible. And they open the door, and the fryer's upon, and it's yeah, spilling. There's oil and everywhere. Fire. <laughs> like, oh, I'd yeah. give up. I'd give up right here. I'd open that door and say, "Let's just jump. Let's just let's just let's take our chances." <laughs> I think you I never think know. I can land on that rock and like hold myself like Spider Man. I think I can do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can do that. I would rather do that than get hot oil burnt all over my face. Yes, I'm climbing for my life. (laughs) 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 They're like slip sliding all all around while they're trying to climb. A literal cartoon moment of a piano is about to fall on someone's head. Yes. How fun. But also, I fucking love this movie. Uh, also, it's also it's so good. You want to hop into that cat? Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Some might say the third party where inside of them. I forget the line what he says, but when the bad guys like the third, uh, the um, third buyer of Dan oh Trump. yeah, maybe we're the other interested party. And then Ethan Hunt turns around, and there, there's the algorithm. There's the AI. Yeah, that scene. Yeah. That's goofy. That's why I was trying to say, hi. It is goofy, <laughs> but, but also it's pretty sick. But also it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, let's talk about this cast. Um, all I think everyone does a great job. If I'm honest, yeah, no, everyone's no a lot of fun here. Um. We got a surprise Carrie Elways. Yeah. Uh, which was which was very fun. Uh we also had a, a very quick scene with uh Charles Parnell, Mark Gaddis, Indira Varma, and Rob Delaney, who are all fantastic character actors in, yeah. in their own right. Um uh we get uh Shea Wiggum uh and Greg Tarzan Davis. Uh, as Briggs and Degas, the or Dega, uh, the two agents who are seemingly confined Ethan Hunt wherever he goes. Yes, they're so. <laughs> uh, 
and they're great. I thought they, I really liked their vibe. This like, <laughs> I don't know, just like <laughs> Burton Ernie esque. Burton Ernie is perfect, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, yeah, they're just kind of always together and just doing their thing. I don't know. They almost work for Ethan Hunt. They're trying to catch him, but every time they catch him, they're like, "All right, what do you want us to do now?" Yeah, what 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 do we do now, Ethan? You tell us. Palm Clementet is shooting at us. Don't worry, we got you, Hunt. We're on the chase. We're on the. Ch- we need to save the people in the back of the of the train. Yeah, you got it, boss. <laughs> you got it. Hunt, yeah, we need to catch you, and you can't. You can't consider him neutralized until you drive a stake through his heart. But also, I'm not going to shoot him if he's right in front of me. I'm just going to let him go. But drive makes my sense. Car and get real mad about it. <laughs> it makes sense every time. But also, it's a little goofy, and I love it. <laughs> and um, they were great. They were they fit they were, perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got the the classic Henry Cizerny as Kit Ridge. Yeah. Um, back. Just killing it as always, love it. He's he's just you never you can never tell if he's a bad guy or not. And exactly. I love it so much I love it so much. Every scene he was in, I was like, "Are you a bad guy?" I don't think so, but are you? When I saw, I watched Mission Impossible One, and I was like, "I'm pretty sure at the end he died." I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was still around. He's yeah, just this he's... guy who plays the line. Who is he smarmy yeah. gonna stab you over like Billy Crudup in Mission Impossible 3? Or is he Yeah. Or is he chill like Angela Bassett? <laughs> Who's to say? Um uh we also briefly mentioned Pong Clementif uh as Paris, who has like almost no lines, but honestly is fantastic this whole movie. Very much like uh, Dave Batista Inspector. That's what. Yeah. It yeah. really reminded just me like, of. Just a fantastic, like, just get a good actor to play like your key henchman. Yes. And and you have a and you're gonna have a great time. Also, can I say? She's so hot. <laughs> In this fucking movie. Yes. As is Vanessa Kirby, Arab McPherson, and Haley Atwell. I was, I was gonna say all the love. women. All the women of, of Mission so, Possible. They're so insanely hot in this movie. It was crazy. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. The like little like vest with the puffy shirt that Haley Atwell has in the at, at the party. Yes. I was like, are you a pirate? I'm I don't I'm in love. Yes. All of it. The the like painted face, face thing that Bomb Clementine awesome had with the like circus. Yeah, like, with like the the like ringleader's jacket. Yes. I was like, "Oh, goddamn." Crazy. Um, but uh, does a great job. Rebecca and Ferguson anytime she wraps her legs around someone, you're just like, "Ooh." Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That's how I'm getting choked out. I don't mind. Me, me next. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sad. Palm Clementeff isn't going to be in the next one because she was. She might really like I. Oh yeah, the they did. They did say she had a pulse. One of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a pulse. I missed yeah, that I the first time I saw it. Yeah. Um, 
So hopefully she's in more because she was great, and I and I'm excited if she is. Yeah. Um. We got uh, Si Morales as Gabriel. Great. Um, also a cutie. This is just a good looking also, cast. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my dear lord, the salt and pepper look was whew, ridiculous. Now, if, um, if you listen to the rumors online, Nicholas Holt was supposed to play the villain in this movie. That's the report. I don't understand how he could play this person. <laughs> Nicholas Holt was supposed to be this guy? He was supposed he was supposed to be the bad guy in Mission Impossible Seven, but he had to drop out. I don't well, know. Well, I'm they fucking glad he did because <laughs> this is way this is so good. I like Nicholas Holt. I like him too, but the, but he's not this guy. He is not. He's this not guy. a Cy Morales. This guy's so cool. He's so cool. I was a big anyway. fan of this guy. Yeah, he he was he, every time he was in a scene, I was like, "Ooh, what I a presence!" Energy, right? I love the vibes. Yeah, just all of it. Um, just fantastic. Uh, Tom Cruise is so get... afraid to be a little gray. To he feels like he can't pull off a silver fox look. So who's the bad guy? A silver fox. A He's like, oh fox. no, he can pull it off. No. <laughs> No! And he's younger than me, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, Vanessa Kirby also returning. Um, when, when she, when Haley Atwell puts on the mask for Vanessa Kirby, I yeah. leaned over to Lupita and I said, they look very similar. I think a blonde <laughs> wig would have been enough. Maybe I'm racist, but what a fooled me. <laughs> that is one of the most Andrew Thomas sentences I've heard in a hot minute. <laughs> what a fooled me. They look a lot alike. You should just what put a, a blonde wig on. They got, the, they got the strong jaw. They got the cheekbones. Exactly. They both have a strong jaw, cheekbones, a cute mousy nose. Yeah. And they're both British. Put... Forget the mask. It's a waste of money. Let's go to Party City. Let's pick up... Or let's just dye her hair. She has brunette roots. Let's just dye her hair. (laughs) I bet a mask costs like $12,000 to make a pop. I bet so. Let's just go get a... <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's, that's you and the IMF just being like, let's just go to Party City. No, no, we can do this for cheap. We can do this for cheap. <laughs> let's get a wig. Let's... <laughs> and let's save that money. What if we have to go Every... on a run and we have to go to a hotel? I'm going to get a nice hotel. We're not going to get an ugly... No, no, no. I'm going to get a nice... So let's make sure we have the nice budget hotel. for it. We can't just make mask willy nilly. You see what happens? Yeah. You make two masks, it breaks. Sorry, we're breaks going on every for time. too long. One it breaks mask every single time mission. we try to make two masks. God, you gotta have a mask cap. Yes, <laughs> a mask cap. I imagine Alec Baldwin reading them. Like, uh, you went over, you went over, you did you went four over, masks. You went over the, you did four masks. You needed maybe two. 
This place had just a security guard, and he was hired. He, you could have, he could have just walked in. You didn't need a mask. <laughs> they don't know. We're what charging you for this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we need an invoice. I'm not. Sending I think you're an overestimating. I think you're overestimating the amount of knowledge that a random security guard at a random party in Berlin is going to have about international super spies. I don't think he's going to know what you look like. You don't need a mask. <laughs> Invoice me. <laughs> You're paying for it. That mask was unnecessary. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. They look anyway, quite similar. Um, but, they do. Uh, Vanessa both... Kirby's great. Gorgeous. Yes, I love Vanessa <laughs> Gorgeous. Kirby. She's so, she's so fantastic. I'm in love with all, I'm in love. I don't know what to tell you. Um, also, Rebecca Ferguson coming back as Ilsa. She she is not coming back. You think so? I think it would be bad to take it back. I just I think I think I think shit needs to have consequences. I think make your you made your bed. I think it is. I think it is important for this story. I think it. I think it would be weird to have that conversation between Luther and Ethan. Where Luther's like, hey, don't fucking kill him. <laughs> like, I know what he did, but you can't you can't do it because he has information that we need. I think it would be weird to have that conversation if Ilsa was still alive. Whether they knew it or not, I think it is it is a bad writing choice if Ilsa comes back. Ugh. Right? I just, her death felt very... Also, she faked out died in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Another reason why I think it would be weird to fake out her death twice in the same movie. But it feels a bit like she's gonna come back and then really die. And then get shot in the neck. I think that would be... I think that would be worse, also. I like that it, it is not, like, the climactic moment of this movie. That shit is dangerous, like... And and sometimes somebody dies in a knife fight on a bridge. You know? Yeah. So I think I think it would be dumb to bring her back. I do all I'm saying. That's my thing. I do think it's dumb, but I just am like it uh part one. Part one. <laughs> I agree that it feels weird, but uh, but I think it I think it would be a a mistake to uh bring her back psych psych it out like that yeah um either way and then we get rebecca ferguson's great oh always great and oh dune part two i'm i'm so ready baby i'm so ready yeah i saw the trailer uh, oh. i was like i'm like every time i see it i do i like do a little dance i'm like i'm so excited for that fucking movie the cat's said, Honestly, all the trailers. <laughs> the cat's not happy. No, about you said, what was it? I've been yelling this whole time. That was the one where cat said, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't we don't do need that. a dude. Uh, anywho. Yeah. Um, all the trailers before the movie today ripped. Yeah. Well, not all of them. Most of them did. Except for Napoleon? I didn't see a Napoleon trailer. 
Uh, I saw an Oppenheimer trailer. I saw the Killers of a Flower Moon trailer. I saw the Dune Part 2 trailer. Yeah. And I saw a trailer for the Bob Marley biopic. Yes, same. Which looked really bad. You're like, right. Can't, you can't be, You're like, you can't be right up in against. front of the mic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you, like anywhere else you can sit, my guy. Can you pick them up? I'm afraid. I'm a little afraid. Okay. Just, with your hand, go under. But they don't grab, like, like their the stomach. Cage. The stomach is where they attack the most. Well, then I don't know what to tell you. That's how you pick up a cat. <laughs> or just squeeze from the sides. All right. Squeeze the shoulders from the sides. Come on. No, that's not going to work. It's going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. That's not, hey, it's not a dog. (laughs) You got to pick up the cat and move the cat. Yeah, there we go. Thanks. Okay, there you go. Uh, Anyway, Rebecca Ferguson. Great. Love love Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, And then we get uh, the newest edition, Haley Atwell. When I first saw it, I was very confused by her character. I I don't know if it was because I'm stupid or because of the movie. This time I watched it, I was like, okay, it makes more sense. But that first time I was like, so is she a spy? She's just a thief? She's a thief. What's this playful banner? Does she know him? Does she not? Is she going to be a secret agent the whole time? What's her deal? Why is she in this? There might be a reveal... In the second one, but I think currently we're supposed to assume she is a very good thief mm-hmm. who has been gallivanting across the world doing crimes. And as they say, you know, is now presented with the choice to join the IMF and says yes. Yeah. Which also I think is like, just to go back to the writing a little bit, I really love that they've that they turned the your mission should you choose to accept it line mm-hmm. into like a into like the core idea around the IMF. Yes. I think that is really cool. And I was a really big fan of that, this whole movie. Because if you don't accept, get out of here. Don't waste my time. But if you do accept, you might have to hang on to a plane. You might <laughs> Yeah. And I and I really and I really love that. Like just as the core idea behind the IMF, like even when they're telling Carrie Elwes at the beginning of the movie like yeah, we can't really tell them what to do. Like, if he doesn't want to come in, he's not. He's he's yeah. not going to come in. I don't know. It don't is know cool. He kind of he's like he works for us, but not really. Like he does, but he'll do his own thing. You know, and they keep saying like, "Oh yeah, he go like when um uh uh the two agents, Shea Wiggum and, and Greg Davis, mm-hmm. are are talking, and <laughs> Greg Davis says like." Doesn't he go rogue like every time? Yeah, maybe he has a good yes. reason. Every single time he he does it, maybe it's always a good reason. And I was like, "Hey, you, hey, hell yeah, man! You he's get picking it. it up. Your seed. The the, the revolution you, will not be televised live. No, baby, you are seeing the Matrix right now. You're in it. Well, but maybe, 
and uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was really nice. So I like that they like the thing that I've really enjoyed about like Fallout and this are the like ways Chris McCory is able to like recognize Mission Impossible as a franchise, as like a whole series of things, yes. rather than the individual movies that they were before, which like were good and great, and you know, enjoy I enjoyed obviously you know, one is phenomenal. I two and three are kind of whatever. And then four, five, six are great. Um, but they were up until fallout kind of all individual. Yes. Films, right. There was very little connecting any of them other than, Oh, a couple characters might still be around. Exactly. Them. We'll take Simon Pegg from mission impossible three. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you can do that sort of stuff, but that's whatever. Um, but the way Chris McCory is able to be like, no, these are all like, this is one guy, one human has lived this life. Yes. <laughs> and it's important that that is, that is like I- I- integral to fallout, especially and dead reckoning part one. It feels very integral that Ethan Hunt ha- is older and has lived this life mm-hmm. for X amount of years. Yes. And I really love that. Um, just to continue loving this movie, uh, and Haley Atwell is is a phenomenal addition. I really loved her the whole time. She's great. She's a lot of fun, and she's really charismatic. It makes you want to see her do hashtag more real movies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then we got the three the three boys: Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, and Tom Cruise, just killing it as always. Honestly, yeah, no, great consistency. Uh, I'm really worried about Luther. Yeah, me too. But I, because he, he was like, I, I gotta like go hide really... in a bunker, and I was like, oh, fuck Luther. I hope you're not dead when we come back. I hope so. That would be the worst thing, especially if they kill him off just like as an opening scene. Ugh, I'd hate that. But yeah. what I'm for, hoping for, for, fucking, yeah, is uh, he's gonna have his Han Solo moment. He's going to come in and go, yeehaw! Oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. Ethan Hunt. That would be great. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. Dun, 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 dun. You see Vic Rains running. Yes! We need to see Vic running. We got to see him running down a fucking airport roof. And then you're like, Luther! That would be... He thought he was just so a guy good. in the chair. No. No, no. Ving Rames can throw down if he needs to. If he needs to. He doesn't want to, but if he needs to. But if he needs to if he if it's if it's I sit in my chair and Ethan Hunt dies or I go and take out some motherfuckers, he's gonna take out some exactly. motherfuckers. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that's good. That's a good that's a good one. Yeah, they're all they're all fantastic. And I mean I'm insulted that you'd love Tom Cruise just with the three. Tom Cruise is... They're the three! Tom Cruise! They're the three guys! We're at like 45 minutes. We, gotta, we are we gotta 45 keep it moving. I'm aware of There's why There's a reason I was... But I could not. I could not have lived with myself if we just said, all right, and now... Uh... No, no, no. <laughs> But yeah, Tom Cruise. Anyway, Tom um, Cruise. Top Gun Maverick, right? 
one of your, the reasons you love Top Gun Maverick. It's about movies. It's about it's about movies. Top what Tom Cruise does. I remember when him yelling on this set went viral. Yeah, and I was like, people shouldn't yell like that. COVID was a hard time, but people can't yeah. yell at people like that. That's just no, not how things you work. Should not. However, everyone Tom Cruise wants to make you forget. He's from old Hollywood. He's yeah. He's worked with Paul Newman and Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Like he's old. Yeah. He's he's been around the block a couple of times. And Top Gun Mavericks about him in this modern landscape and he doesn't know what to do. What do you think? And I think obviously the movie's about AI and how present it is. Just it feels like this past year. I've heard about AI for the last few years, but this past year, it's like yeah, Chat it's, GPT, it's really a, the photo yeah. one. I forget what it's called. Yeah, it's all it's all really exploded this past year, just because it's become more widely accessible with stuff like Chat GPT and, and uh, all those different Ooh. chatbots and stuff. Yeah, um, um, which is really interesting because obviously this movie was shot. A couple of years ago yes and so it's like okay that's like it's one of those like weird premonition moments that happens in in movies sometimes yeah. it's just like yeah this movie was made three years ago and it just ha- it just happened to like get delayed and put into a different schedule and blah 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 and now it's releasing at the perfect time for it to be about right now you uh, know while the actors literally go on strike about ai Tom yeah, Cruise like is the over week, here. The week that SAG after it goes on strike and these actors have to leave press and can't go to the premieres and all this different stuff. And we get this movie about AI taking over the world. Someone I work with, they're, they're a part of SAG. They yeah. do background work. And uh, they were telling me, because they're annoyed, they're losing money. We'll talk about this. Uh, they're yeah. like, I don't know what to do. And then also the fun things, they were going to go to the Oppenheimer premiere. <laughs> and mm. they were like, uh, now I can't go to the Oppenheimer premiere. And I was like, you can go to the Oppenheimer premiere. You're you're not getting paid to go to the Oppenheimer premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blunt's getting paid to go to the, the yeah. premiere. You're not. <laughs> you're just going. Yeah. You can going. go to the premiere still. And if you're not, can I have your ticket? Can I help? Can I have the ticket? I'm not going to the SAG. Go to the Opera Hour premiere. I'll scab for that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Chris Nolan's not even going to be there. I just want to see the movie. I just want to see the movie early. That's it. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, everyone knows. Um, but a sort of historic thing has happened this past week. The first time in 63 years that the writers and actors have gone on strike at the same time. Ronald uh, Reagan was the president of SAG at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last time that this happened was kind of a big deal. This was when actors and writers won residuals and health benefits and a bunch of stuff that was like pretty major to modern uh, movie making and TV making and everything. Um, so big deal that uh, both of the unions have decided to strike at the same time. 
Um, I actually, uh, their contract is unfortunately not up until next year. Um, so they, as much as they want to join the strike, they currently cannot. Who? Um, IATSE, uh, like techs and, and camera operators and lighting grips and best boys and all those sorts of cool. All of the behind the camera people that the aren't below the, director, the line people, if you will. Yeah, yeah. All of those people, all the IATSE members, their contracts are up next year, so they cannot strike currently. Um, but they have said in their messaging to their to their union members that their union members should. Uh, are greatly encouraged to use their individual right to not cross a picket line. Um, so you essentially have three unions striking at the same time, two officially and one unofficially, um, which is kind of crazy. And hopefully this is, this is a, this is going to end well for, for us working folks. Well, <laughs> Have you seen what Bob Iger said? People like Bob yeah. Iger. That's the funny thing. I'm like, <laughs> people like <Yeah>. Bob Iger. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I had like the the like, this your boy? <laughs> this this the this your boy? Someone gets your okay. boy. Mickey gets <laughs> like, your boy. Mickey gets yeah. your boy before he messes <laughs> things up for you. Did you see Ron Perlman threatening to burn his house down? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Ron. <laughs> There's always that one I'm, guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in it. Guy. I'm in it, baby. Uh, hey, hey. Ho, ho. Our benefits. I'm trying to think of a like a cry. And then there's this guy, Ron Perlman. I'll burn down their houses. I'll just burn like, down Jesus. your motherfucking house. There's more than one way to lose a house. Oh, I'm just holding a side here, man. Spicy. <laughs> yeah, I it's it's crazy. I'm uh, like the writers have been on strike for like 70 some odd days now. Yes. Um, It's 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 cool. It's hard uh, to go. To I work. mean, it's not cool. It's hard to go to work. It is. And you feel the corporate what? pressure. Oh, yeah. You feel you've feel ugh it's gross I hate it you're the one who chose to work at the NBC gift shop it was fun it was f- <laughs> it was so funny when we were talking about uh, the submarine that went to the bottom of Titanic and imploded yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah but it's one of these this is the podcast what do you want would you go <laughs> on the on the submarine yeah no, maybe not. Not that submarine. If I want, everything's gotta be tip top. But if everything's tip top, would you go? I would just uh, no. No, I'm the only person. I'd go. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, I'd go. And they were like, what? I don't give a shit about the Titanic. But that's my thing. I do. I'd be like, that's cool. That's the Titanic. And they're like, why would you want to just go in a little thing? Just to look at Titanic. Not even through a window. Through a little screen. You might as yeah. well just watch it up top. And I was like, I yeah. work here. I do that for SNL. I'm there, but I'm not there. I watch it on the screen. And then a few more. It's the same thing. 
It's the same exact thing. It's, it's not the same thing. It's not, I'm not all there, the same thing. But I'm there. <laughs> so do you tell people that you that you see SNL every single week? I say I see the rehearsals. <laughs> that's that's not the I see no. the rehearsals. I see it. In the cafeteria, they have a big like wall like screen and they play the rehearsal. Uh-huh. And they play okay. like I say that. That's the it's 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 so cool. You're there. You're you're right across this thin piece of metal. Clearly thin. <laughs> thin yeah, clearly thin. clearly thin. The, the Titanic a hundred years ago. People have the yeah, worst night of their sink. life. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. Fascinated. Fascinated. No. I'd go. I don't think I don't think the Titanic is all that interesting. I forget why I brought this up all in the first place. I was making a point. Titanic talking about the writers. Yes. There was something I don't like, know how you went from writers strike to Titanic I submarine. Had a point to make. Bob Iger burning down his house. Uh, um yeah, the anyway. strike, it's it's uh, it's hard to work. You feel the corporate pressure. Pressure. Right. <laughs> you feel the there corporate pressure. pressure. Submarine. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It used to be fun working there. The cafeteria, they had like guest chefs come and cook things. It was a cool place to work. It was fine. Now it's just like. You work for the Death Star. You're working for the gift shop at the Death Star. You're just like... Yeah, yeah. You get to work in the, in the Death Star cafeteria. Right? Is, You're just like... Fun? The Death Star kitchen. Man, the Rebels are going to blow this up. Hopefully I'm not here one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not here one of those days when, when Ron, Ron Perlman shows up with a, with a thing of gasoline. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not there. <laughs> Is that Hellboy? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. Uh, it was... And uh, also, you're so cool. It's It was... Now it's the worst part. It's You were cool because you were close to the things. You were close. You heard the rumors. You, the pages were the gossips yeah. of the street. Now it's the gossip, but it's awful gossip. I heard about this. This uh, they were gonna starve him out in like May, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's just pages and overreacting." Then Bob no, Iger said that on CNBC. Yeah. I mean that the thing it like that's always their plan. That's any corporate. Anytime there's a strike, the corporate plan is we can outlast them. That's that's strike that's strike busting one oh one. That is that is all it is. I'm the head of a corporation. The only thing that I care about is making money. <laughs> How yeah. much money can I make? I I'm the big money boy. Me. That's my goal. I'm I, wasting I saw... thirty million dollars a day is just I don't get it. I saw a breakdown of just the writer, just the writers' guild, um, 
asks. Mm-hmm. Before, this was, I think, just before the actors went on strike. Um, but the Writers Guild is essential. Like, what what it all boils down to, um, money wise, is approximately four hundred and fifty million dollars a year for every company. Not not each individual company pays an extra four hundred fifty million dollars. It is all the companies combined pay an extra four hundred fifty million dollars in a year, based on current market share. That ended up being, I think, around sixty million for Disney, who has the biggest market share out of all of them, and I think like seventeen million for Apple, which was the smallest. I think in the maximum amount of revenue that that Disney, I think, was the biggest revenue loss, and it was zero point like four percent of their current revenue would be lost Mm -hmm. if they just paid what the writers are asking that's less than half a percentage of their current revenue yeah someone just needs to explain it to me i'm just like it's wasting money every time i stand in the gift shop i'm just like why are we like we're open till seven why why pay us three extra hours why do that why why not have the tour on why why because don't you want to make money isn't that the point this is this is not making money this is just proving a point this is i well i am the, the big dog yeah they they are big dog in it but the but the the reason that the companies are not agreeing to the to the terms is that in theory they would make more money with doing their AI bullshit, which is their, crazy. Tom Cruise is yeah. afraid of it. Yeah, everyone's afraid of it. Like it's horrifying. Like it's it's you know like it's it's bad for everybody. Like it's bad for everybody except for the, the fucking CEOs. Exactly. Like, and it's funny. Uh, I was talking to some of my friends about the actor strike and they were, of course they were all like the actors feel like they're not being paid enough. And it's like, no, the Brad Pitt, uh, uh, Ana de Armas, they all, if you add everyone who can live doing this as a career, it's like 1% of the guild. Yeah. Yeah. You, most people in SAG-AFTRA do not qualify for health benefits, which is making, I think, $25,000 a year under SAG-AFTRA contracts you need to make in yes. order to qualify for the minimum health benefits that SAG-AFTRA provides. Yes. And it's something like 98% of their members don't meet that quota every single year. Like, it's it's bad. It's a bad time. Um, and there's also, like, a lot of... Uh, uh, there was some union reps for, for SAG-AFTRA were saying that, like, some of the stuff that they put in their contract was, like, to help protect actors and, and producers and kind of companies in general for, with, like, a bunch of sexual harassment stuff. 
obviously after like the Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. stuff and the Me Too, everything, all that <sighs> sort of stuff coming out. Um, SAG-AFTRA put in like their kind of proposal for like, hey, here's a way that like we could make this a safer place for everybody to be involved. Here's our proposal for how it works for you guys as well and how it works for us to protect us and you so that like we don't like nothing ever gets fucked up and like we can you know um if something gets weird we have it written down we know what to do we have all this stuff and the amptp went um no fuck that (laughs) just like outright said no to that entire clause in the in the new contract crazy which is fucked (laughs) ai tie back to Mission Impossible. Um, what, like, I don't know. I guess when, what don't you when Oppenheimer comes out, oh yeah, we gotta do that. I guess we're, this is the last point we for gotta Mission Impossible. We gotta flip a um, We gotta flip a We're gonna we talk gotta. about it with Oppenheimer. It's just like, yeah, what happens when it does get out? What, like... How are people going to live? It's, it's going to affect every industry. It is already affecting every industry. <laughs> like, the whole, uh, it's you impossible the to escape. Ended, honey, it already did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of bonkers. I, I really don't get it. Um, the the like obsession it's it's the same it it gives i mean it's the same sort of people also involved but it's like that crypto bro like fetishization of it of like oh could you just imagine when like the like ai is good and like does all the all this crazy cool shit and you can just do whatever crypto it's like okay in theory that's cool but that shit also is impossible and will like never work like practically speaking you're saying that's fantasy my thing. Bullshit. I was say- like you're not getting to the point where this is like something that can be actualized in any sense with crypto with ai with all of it like i was because crypto has always been a hustle but like i get crypto that like i get it i don't get the like the fine details of it but like i get sure. the idea of crypto i get why crypto would exist yeah. i i get that yeah 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 i don't yeah. get it's not, it's not, you know, the cotton gin. It's not <laughs> AI. That's our society needs to change. Like, yeah, how... everything. Yeah. If you, yeah, we need job. We need people to do, to have some type of job. We need receptionists. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need garbage men. We need you know we need what happens when you automate everything. We need yeah servers. You need bartenders. You need we're gonna have a computer do that. <laughs> Fucking no! Like <laughs> an AI written book. Why? Like it's easy a manual? And makes money and... Sure, <laughs> but like. Nardia? A manual would be would be would also be bad, like to have unclear instructions. Because AI doesn't write that great. Like it can do an okay job, but it's not like <clears throat> that perfect yet. It, you can always kind of tell that it's that it's a little fucky. 
But I mean, just like the reason why AI is so big now, it's still wonky. It's still not perfect. Yeah. But seeing how big this boost is, at most, we're at 15 years before, <clears throat> before people really let it boom, before AI finds I mean, it's James Cameron, you know? Yeah, maybe it's 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 hard to tell. It depends on how culture kind of responds to it, because I think there is much like crypto. I think there is a large proponent of people who are just like, what the fuck? No, like there's no point in doing this or, or using it. Um, you know, so I think and maybe and maybe that's just people around like in our generation. And, and I don't know how the how younger kids feel about it. Mm-hmm when they're in school and they can use chat GPT to like write a decent essay and like not do any work. I probably would have done that when I was young. Like, yeah. Cause you're young and you don't really think about the, the larger implications around a lot of that stuff and how it's affecting the world and how society is going to respond to it and all that sort of stuff. Not saying that I know all of those things either, but like it's at least something that I think about now. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> did it when I was 16. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, yeah, scary world. I have a feeling we'll talk about AI some more when Oppenheimer comes out. But until then, speaking of Oppenheimer. Me and Andrew don't know which movie to do. First. week. (laughs) Yeah. Because next week, obviously, it's the Barbenheimer weekend. I'm doing a double feature with some friends. I'm very excited. Uh, I have two different shirts that are supposed to show up this week Woo! that I'll have to, hopefully they both show up so I can decide which one I want you're going, to wear. You're going fully in on Barbenheimer. I'm, I'm in for the Barbenheimer day. I'm ready. Um, and so, because obviously two big movies are coming out in the same weekend, normally me and Andrew can come to an agreement. Most of the time, yes. Most of the time, we're pretty good at figuring out which movie we want to do. You know, sometimes we fuck up. You know, Indiana Jones just having us. We don't have to talk about it. But this time, we cannot make up our minds. And so we're going to flip a coin. I am holding a Canadian quarter because Andrew doesn't believe that it's a real quarter. God didn't bless it. (laughs) Does it say it? Does it say it? This one doesn't, but I think that might just be because it's a special one. See, over here, God blesses... In America, God blesses every quarter. See? (laughs) See? (laughs) That's my point. Uh, Before you flip it, Uh, your scene, I would love to know which one you're doing first and what time. Oh, yes. Okay, the plans plans are me and three of my friends... Because some one of them is working, so me and th- and Ben is out of town, so he also can't make it. So it's a it's a sad day. Um, so me and Hale and Griffin and Ray, Griffin's partner, um, uh, we are all going to see Oppenheimer at two p.m. on Sunday. How are you see it? Finish by. <clears throat> we're seeing it in in the AVX. It's a, it's it's the we didn't want to go to West Ed because it's. There's stuff to do at South Common, so we didn't go to the IMAX, but the AVX is like the Dolby. Okay. It's like the it's the nice one. 
So we're doing that at 2 p.m. That should end around 5.30. We are then going to leave the movie theater. We are going to go to this place called The Rec Room. Ooh, different uh, theaters! Hell yeah, baby! No. Oh. Wait for me to tell you what's going on. (laughs) The Rec Room (laughs) is is a little arcade slash bar slash restaurant that is you can a mere stone's throw away from the cineplex so we're gonna go to rec room we're gonna play some arcade games some of us might have a couple drinks and 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 there will be some some food to be eaten we are then going back to the cineplex and joined by emily hale's partner and we're all good friends um, to see Barbie at 9.40 p.m. So I have like a four-hour gap. Okay. The end of Oppenheimer and the beginning of Barbie. Fun. And I'm very excited. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. I... What's your What's your plan? What's do you have Do you have I a plan? Do. do you have your tickets? Are you ready? Kelly and I are seeing Barbie on Friday at seven p.m. in Dolby. Okay. Yeah. And then at ten to thirty a.m., I'm seeing Oppenheimer completely by myself at the Lincoln Square IMAX. You couldn't get anybody. So here's the thing. I didn't get my Oppenheimer ticket right away. So by the time I went to the Oppenheimer tickets, they were all gone. Every single ticket was gone for that opening weekend. And I was like, all right, Andrew, you're an adult. It's fine. See it in 70 millimeter anywhere. Go to the Alamo Draft House. You'll be fine. Yeah. It was like SpongeBob when he's in Sandy's house. I was like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. I don't need it. But then Barbie tickets came out, and I was like, you know what? AFCA has three reserves. I'm sure someone book a ticket for Oppenheimer, wants a Barbie ticket more, and will cancel their Oppenheimer ticket. (laughs) And that's when I come in and swoop in and grab that ticket. And I was right. (laughs) 10 a.m. <laughs> Sunday, Lincoln Square IMAX. I'm I'm disappointed that you're not doing them both on the same day. I am not. <laughs> I'm I tried. I was trying to. Kelly's mad at Kelly. Kelly, I told Kelly that I was seeing Oppenheimer by myself. Or no, I told Kelly I was seeing Oppenheimer and it was completely sold out, so I couldn't see it with her. And she was like, oh, yeah. oh man are you seeing it with justin and i said no i've seen it by myself it's for me it's for it's only for me it's just not a hangout it's not no this is because i wanted to do this this is because i need to see it (laughs) in 70 millimeter imax um yeah i wanted to see it one day but i know it was just scheduling and i was like Sure. I knew I wanted to see it pretty much back to back. I knew I didn't want to see one Friday and the other Sunday. Or yeah, yeah. So you're doing Friday night, Saturday morning. Exactly. I get to have a yeah, yeah, a long nap, if you will, in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
I dig it. Um, so, so now, what we've the, all the been fated coin for. flip. This this quarter is going to decide our fate. Heads, Oppenheimer. Tails, Barbie. Tails, Barbie. That feels right. Kai, Kai, get a full inspection of that coin. Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is the tail side. Uh huh. And this is the head side. It has Queen Elizabeth's head on it. Okay. Okay. R.I.P. You're catching and then putting on your hand. I'm catching and 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 flipping onto the back of my hand. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Do you want to count me down or do you want me to do it? In five, four, three, two, one. I'm gonna. I'm bringing it up to the camera. We're both gonna see at the same time. I'm gonna try to angle it so that it doesn't fall off my. <laughs> and we have to redo this because this is it. This is the one. This is the one. I'm nervous. What do you want it to be? I don't know. This is the fucking problem, Andrew. This is the moment. I'm fine either way. I am fine either way too. It's heads. It's Oppenheimer. It's Oppenheimer! <laughs> it's, it's heads. It's Oppenheimer. We're doing Oppenheimer next week. And Barbie the week after that. The coin decided. My name is Sam Banning. And I am Andrew Thomas. Thanks so much for tuning in to this uh, weirdly long episode about Mission Impossible. I mean, I figured this was going to happen. We, we love Mission Impossible too much. We love it. Um, uh the, yeah this has been we can find the podcast all over the place at welcome back pod yacht 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 you can go to our link tree which is link tree slash welcome back pod to find all of the different podcatchers that we have our things on uh, like the track, review the track, review the podcast, like the podcast, follow the podcast, all the different things on all the different podcatchers. This is a really, really wonderful way to support the show. Um, now that I'm settled into my new place, I can actually start posting on social media again, despite how much I fucking hate posting on social media. Um, so expect something. Well, yeah, something's happening. Uh, and uh, Andrew, as always, will tell you the absolute best way to support the show. Much like Ethan Hunt, we can't do anything. We're awesome independently, but we can't do anything without our friends. No friend. No one's life is more important than this mission. But our podcast is more important than your life, so tell your friends. Damn. <laughs> um, also, I would love to direct people's attention to, I believe it's the Entertainment Community Fund... Uh, I believe is what it is. Um, It is the fund that you can donate to, to help support any struggling writers or actors um, who do not necessarily have the uh, savings and uh, rich family to uh, keep them afloat or other jobs to keep them afloat during this uh, very important strike. Um, So I believe it is the entertainment community fund.org. I'm just going to quickly double check. So I'm not. uh, Hey, Sam. You know what I think we what? should do? 
until after wow. Barbie, because the strike happened at the worst time for for movie fans. But I think, yeah. uh, I think after Barbie, we do backlog, only backlog until the strike is over. Let's not help is them make any more money. Nothing new. They neither no none of them are calling for any boycotts. They're tell they're actually te- the the unions are telling people to still go see movies. Ah, you want to hurt them? You you want to prove that people want to see movies and and other new movies? Like we gotta still see Oppenheimer. We still gotta see Barbara. Like we gotta do this stuff so that they keep making movies and they pay people. But if you affect their bottom line, if we as an audience go, no, we'll I, all stop. I, I, tr- I trust the union organizers to tell us when to boycott and when not to boycott. Um, and right after, now they're telling us. It's going to be after this weekend, con- I tell you that much. <laughs> it's probably going to be after, after this weekend. After Oppenheimer and Barbie, they're going to go, okay. We all saw Oppenheimer, we all saw Barbie. All right, now no one support. Now no one does nothing. Don't watch anything new um, on Netflix. Don't watch. Yeah, watch old stuff. People, the unions have been saying to watch old stuff as well. Um, Just to keep, just to prove that like, oh, this older stuff is still popular and people still watch it. So watch old TV and, um, you know. Uh, it is the Entertainment Community uh, Fund. You can Google that. It's entertainmentcommunity.org. Uh, you can donate there, or if you are affected by you are a striking worker, this is also a great way to uh, to get some support if you are in need of it. Um, so everyone, please check that out, and we'll see you in ten, nine, eight, eight, seven, seven six, six, five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Do you guys ever think about dying?